my thing is, I think people should just embrace, like, their inner creativity through their fashion. I was like, don't be afraid to step out in more than just jeans and a t-shirt. Just get creative, you know? Life's short. If I'm walking around looking like a big pink cupcake and getting the stairs, I feel like I'm doing something right because I feel good. Welcome to the Juxtaposed Journeys Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Spitz, and in this episode I talk with Sammy Thomas. Sammy has a passion for Lolita fashion, which is an alternative style that started in Japan that's heavily inspired by Victorian, Edwardian, and Rococo clothing of fashion's past as a way to rebel against expectations of young women in Japan. It's important to note that Lolita fashion has no connection with the Vladimir Nobokov novel or any films of the same name. Searching EGL, which stands for Elegant, Gothic, and Lolita, may yield better results if you're looking for more information on the fashion. Our conversation ranges from where Sammy's interest in Lolita fashion first began, to some sources of inspiration, and overall tips of where and how to shop for items for your cord, or Lolita outfit. Sammy is a fantastic resource for everything from YouTubers to different brands, so be sure to check out the show notes for links to all the places Sammy and I talk about. With that in mind, just sit back, relax, and get ready for Sammy Thomas's journey with Lolita Fashion. All right, so welcome to the Juxtaposed Journeys podcast. And first of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat with me. Thanks so much for having me. This is actually my very first guest spot on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm so excited to, to have you on here. I feel like we're going to go on some really interesting tangents and have an awesome conversation. So we are here to talk about all of your involvement with Lolita Fashion. And can you start by briefly describing what Lolita Fashion is for the listeners? Because I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions about it. Okay, so the very first thing is not to confuse Lolita Fashion with the book Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. It is not related at all. Some of us like to call it EGL, which stands for Elegant, Gothic, and Lolita. If you search by EGL, you might be able to find, have better luck finding pictures rather than questionable content. But um, Lolita fashion is actually heavily inspired by Victorian, Edwardian, and Rococo clothing of fashion's past. It was born in Japan, basically as a way to rebel against expectations of young women in Japan. Yeah, no, that's that's so cool. I'm so glad that you specified the distinctions with it with because if you just google lolita you're going to get a wide range of stuff like the vladimir novikov novel that you referenced which i actually own a copy of it uh, i have not read it yet um, but i guess i will report back once i do and i don't think yeah like you said i doubt there's any ties but <laughs> anyway that's a whole nother tangent but yeah there's also a 1962 stanley kubrick film of the same name lolita so uh yeah it's a uh, a lot of a lot of confusion there if you're not specifically looking for the fashion. So I'm glad you um, cleared that up. <laughs> it's it's a problem because <laughs> when you tell somebody, "Oh, I'm into Lolita fashion," people are like Lolita, like the novel. No, not like the novel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, when did your interest with Lolita fashion first begin? I actually became interested back in the early 2000s when I was still in high school. But the fashion was a lot harder to get a hold of, so it's just kind of a dream for me. 
I was just inspired by like the, the it was a Gothic Lolita Bible out of Japan. And it's this huge magazine just full of full of fashion, Lolita fashion. And I just kind of like admired from afar until basically two years ago when I finally had enough money and access to the internet to obtain these fashions. <laughs> no, that's so awesome. Yeah, that, and and yeah, I'm really glad you kind of took the plunge and you're just like, you know what, I'm going to, you know, roll up my sleeves and get more involved with this. That's uh that's really awesome. And now, from what I've been gathering while preparing questions and doing research is that, you know, there are three main categories of Lolita fashion according to Lovely Lore's video, Lolita fashion explained in 5 minutes, which does a great job breaking things down. And those styles are sweet, gothic, and classic. Do you have a style you mainly gravitate towards, or are there other categories or subgenres you gravitate towards? My wardrobe is basically mostly sweet, favoring pastel pink, and prints of cats. But a couple of my chords are, my coordinates are more gothic Lolita, so I like to go one or the other. I believe it reflects my personality. Sometimes I'm feeling cute and pastel. Sometimes I feel like a goth girl. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Do you have any advice for someone who's trying to figure out their style with Lolita fashion? I guess the best advice would be just look at pictures. Like what what stands out to you? What aesthetics down, stands out to you? What do you usually wear? Do you usually wear goth clothing? Do you usually wear pastels? Do you want to try something different? For sure. Yeah, just kind of dabbling with it, getting pictures and everything. No, that makes a lot of sense. Do you have any tips for someone looking to get more involved with Lolita? Any, are there any good groups you'd recommend, places to shop, brands, etc.? A good place to start is to see if your uh, local community, your state, or even city has a Lolita community Facebook. And generally, they'll be pretty friendly there and help you give you some tips and stuff like that and you can find posts other people have made another good website good facebook page sorry is closet of frills several posts a day of different lodia coordinates to kind of inspire you and get your creative juices flowing like what kind of outfit you want to put together as far as shopping goes if you're a newbie definitely avoid places like amazon light in the box meal a new wish those are going to be low quality if you're on a budget, Lace Market is the top place to go. It is a thrift store for Lolitas. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Is that a So is that a virtual store then? I imagine it's not like a brick and mortar thing. Yeah, it's a virtual store. No, that's awesome. No, that's so cool. And I've heard you drop coordinates that term a few times. Now, just to clarify for the listeners and everything, does that mean your, your outfit? Yes. The uh, our outfits are called cords. Are there any other, I guess, uh, terms like that that any beginner should know? There's a little plethora of, of Lolita terms. I guess I could talk about Ita. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Before we get into Sammy's definition, I'd like to point out that Ita is derived from the Japanese word Itai, which roughly translates to it hurts or ouch. Now back to Sammy to explain the term further within the Lolita community. Ita is when you're a very inexperienced Lolita, you're not very respect receptive to tips, and you just kind of throw together kind of a lace monster dress. <laughs> and I guess it's subjective what Lolitas call uh, Ita. I'm more laid back, but there are some Lolitas that are very um, passionate about the fashion, and if it's not just right, your colors don't match just right, that sort of thing, you might be considered Ita. And that, that can be mm. kind of scary for newbies. Gotcha. Actually, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I remember that being in Lovely Lore's video. I think she touched on it very briefly, but 
yeah, that term specifically and almost emphasizing the point that the vibe of the group and the aesthetics of it, you know, is is very important, I guess, for that reason, too, because you could have some that take it very seriously and can throw that term around or something like that, which can, I guess, be off-putting to someone who's new with it, who's just getting started and trying. So, yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. I would say, though, the very basics when you're starting out, no cleavage. Skirts are roughly knee length, but, you know, your height might affect that a little bit. Mm -hmm. A petticoat. Always have your petticoat because you need that Lolita silhouette. Sweet Lolitas will have a cupcake silhouette with their skirts. And then more classic, even gothic Lolitas will have a more A-line silhouette. But you have to have that petticoat. You have to have the silhouette. And generally, Lolita is a modest fashion devoid of sexuality. It is to be cute. Mm -hmm. That is the point, to be cute. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there anything about Lolita fashion or the history behind it that you found surprising or interesting when you first started getting involved with it? Honestly, I couldn't think of anything. I'm just excited it made its way to the West. Oh, yeah. And with the internet, easy access to shops and stuff that you can you can easily get a hold of pieces now, unlike back in the 2000s when I first got into it. For sure, yeah. No, it's it's always awesome and refreshing when a hobby or some sort of, I guess, venture reaches the states or something from across the world. And I don't know. I love that sense of community and everything that it that it brings and everything with it. So, yeah. No, that's awesome. What platforms do you primarily use to get ideas for Lolita fashion? When I first started, I was actually on Pinterest. I don't even know if people use Pinterest anymore. <laughs> but I had my own little Pinterest board of dresses I liked, cord inspo, pieces I wanted to try to find for myself. And then I found Closet of Frills on Facebook, where other Lolitas will post their cords. So I was getting ideas from them. YouTube. There's a YouTuber that especially inspires me. I know that was a question somewhere about that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> she she was my biggest influence to pursue Sweet Lolita. Okay. And her name is Scarfing Scarves on YouTube. The saltiest Lolita you'll ever see, but I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. I'm glad you brought up Pinterest as well, because I I was thinking of that same thought when I was putting questions together. I was like, I feel like an obvious thought would be Pinterest. I was like, do people still use Pinterest? I I really don't know. (laughs) I remember when I first got on Pinterest, I haven't used it in forever, but I remember it being a really convenient tool I got on and started pinning things like, oh, this is a really good idea and stuff. And then I, I spent way longer than I like to admit, just <laughs> pinning things and, mm-hmm. and kind of stumbling around on it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, you already mentioned Scarving Scarves, but is there anyone else in the Lolita community that's a big source of inspiration for you? Back in the early 2000s, when I first was interested in Lolita, I was definitely interested in Gothic Lolita. And one of the ambassadors, I guess you could call him, is Manasama. He was a guitarist for a band called Malice Miser, and now he... I'm not as familiar with his new band, Wadi Moi, but he is just like the god of Gothic Lolita. He's he's so beautiful. But he was definitely my inspo when it first started. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally decided I wanted to build a wardrobe, I had changed since then. I leaned more sweet. And then I found Scarfing Scarves. And I, I really love, she uses a lot of blues and pinks, and I love pastel blue and pink together. So she definitely inspired me the most. Yeah, and you're giving me uh, new music to check out, too, with those uh, <laughs> names you dropped there. So I'll have to – I usually like to stay pretty up on, on different music and stuff, but I've not heard of uh, either of those bands, so I'll have to check them out for sure. It's very theatrical. Nice. It's very theatrical. I love it. 
Yeah, no, I love that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'll have to have to definitely check them out. And I I like when you change your style with Lolita, you find a new YouTuber or something like that who kind of mimics that style and then go in that direction. I think that's really cool. And lately, some meetups, some Lolita meetups have definitely inspired me to dabble more because I'll see what other people have courted and I'll be like, oh, that's an idea. Maybe I should find a piece like that. Yeah, definitely. And actually, that segues perfectly in my next question, because I know when we've talked previously, you go to all these different Lolita events and things like that. So I guess in a nutshell, what are those events typically like? How are they structured compared to, I guess, a virtual meetup? I haven't been into a lot of been to a lot of in-person meetups because of, you know, pandemic issues. Right. But a few months ago I did attend a tea party at the Whitney in Detroit and it was this real fancy historical home turned into a bed and breakfast type place and there was a room and we were served tea and pastries and we had a meal and we were all dressed up in our best Lolita, and it just, it felt like you were at a fancy party back in the Victorian or Rococo age, just for a little bit. Other meetups will be shopping meetups. I really like those. We just go antiquing or something like that. And then virtual meetups, which I've had a lot more experience with because of things. Right. (laughs) We'll just get on Discord, we'll show off our cords, and then we'll watch a movie together. Oh, that's awesome. Usually something Lolita or Japanese or even... Rococo. So we watched Kamikaze Girls. We watched Marie Antoinette. We watched another over the top that I can't quite pinpoint, but it stars Gact, which is also a former member of Malice Miser. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Going full circle there. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I'm glad you brought up Kamikaze Girls as well, because in that lovely lore video, she also drops the name of that film as well for just a source of inspiration, I guess, or they showcase a lot of Lolita fashion within Kamikaze Girls. So that's now, that's really cool that you all gather and do things like that for these virtual meetups. So, yeah, I guess for the in-person ones, it can range from a tea party and just sharing food or something like that to some sort of shopping event or something. So just something, doing something almost within the community, just kind of hanging out and showing off your cords. My one, I guess, issue with being out and about in Lolita is getting a lot of funny questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really innocent. Are you guys in a play? What event is going on? What am I missing out on? And we'll just explain, oh, we're just a fashion club. We'll just dress up and hang out together. And they'll accept that answer. But we'll get other mm-hmm. questions like, why are you dressed like that? Are you Bo Peep? And <laughs> that gets a little frustrating. It's like, we're just a fashion club. It's nothing special. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. So um, that usually just diffuses it right there if you just say it's a fashion club. <laughs> it's a quick, basic answer. And most people understand that. Yeah, no, I I get that completely. Because I imagine probably in the beginning you would try to try to explain the whole thing. And then would you get like a response of maybe people just not getting it or they're still just being confusion? That that slow nod. Oh, OK. Yeah. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can totally understand that. I feel like honestly, I deal with the same type of thing when it just comes to you know, my own life and like marathon running and things like that, trying to explain that to people who just aren't runners or something like that. Yeah, I, I get a lot of those like, oh, okay, type thing, like you run for fun, or, you know, are they just and you know, like, I'll, I'll answer them honestly, and stuff like that with things. But I, I get a lot of that same just off putting response almost sometimes if they're not familiar with the community. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, teach their own with people, though. Now, I know the world is a strange place with COVID and everything, but are there any upcoming events you're particularly excited about in the Lolita community? 
There was just an event. I was interested in Frankenmuth, actually. They did a big Christmas meetup in Frankenmuth. They try to do that every year. A lot of Lolitas attend. And I couldn't attend because I don't really like to travel in the winter. That's fair. <laughs> Currently, I'm not really aware of any in-person meetups. I know my local com, and there's just a handful of us, want to try to do, like, a lunch out. But as far as big meetups go, I don't think there's anything on my radar yet. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of hesitant because of the state of the world. It's kind of ruining it. Yeah. No, totally understandable. I know I've been I've been pretty extra cautious myself lately, too. Like, I, <laughs> if I can get away with not leaving the house, I pretty much just don't leave the house. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Things are, things are crazy out there. But now, is there anything I forgot to ask about that you wanted to touch on before we get into plugins or anything like that? I feel like I should have shared a little bit more about brands. Yeah, for sure. Because that's another source of inspiration if you just want to check out the websites. But um, there are uh, a handful of top brands. These are going to be the pricier brands. Once you get into the little fashion and you find if you like to be more sweet or classic or gothic, there are a handful of brands to check out. We have Metamorphose. They lean classic and sweet. I believe they only have a Japanese website, so you'll have to get like a shopping service to help you purchase things from the website, I think. We have Alice and the Pirates and Baby the Starshine Bright. They're actually uh, sibling companies. Baby the Starshine Bright is more sweet. And Alice and the Pirates is actually, they kind of inspired the whole pirate Lolita sub- subgenre. So, like, if you're curious about more pirate or gothy styles, Alice and the Pirates might be a good website. Angelic Pretty is my favorite brand. Definitely more sweet prints. They have a lot of the colors I like, the pastel pinks, purples, blues. Innocent World, a friend of mine, she really likes Innocent World um, because she's a classic Lolita. She likes to um, compare a lot of her dresses to old grandma couches because of the floral prints. Interesting. (laughs) But, you know, classic Lolita just reminds me of, like, just elegant ladies of the Victorian era. And then we have Moi, Mem, Moiti, which I may mispronounce because I am not French. That is Manasama's brand. That is full-on gothic Lolita. Probably one of the most, like, high-end. But I, I still love to window shop at Moi Mimate. Moi Mimate. Oh, God. I, that reminds me. Because I've been actually teaching myself French for the past few years. And I, 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 I don't know. I'm really bad with pronouncing things still. Like, I can't quite get that French accent in there. And it's... It's difficult. <laughs> but yeah, um, actually, speaking of languages and everything, do you actually speak any Japanese? Very little. Okay. But I can pronounce Japanese words a lot better than French words. <laughs> <laughs> to- totally understandable because, yeah, I I don't know what it is. I I mean, I, well, I took I took German in high school and I had no issue, I guess, speaking, you know, in the in the German, I guess, with the German accent and kind of dialect type thing. But I... For whatever reason, I don't know. Like, I I mean, obviously, there's no real crossover with uh, French and German. And I mean, you know, French is Latin based and things like that. But it's so it's just I don't know. It's it's for whatever reason, it's really hard for me to say a lot of their words. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a whole nother tangent. <laughs> and actually, something I just thought of while you were mentioning all of those different brands. I know this probably varies drastically depending on what you're going for, but how much would you say like your average cord costs for like a new new person? Honestly, it depends on where you shop, but if you are getting something from a brand store, a dress 
It'll be either JSK or one piece. A JSK will be something you wear over blouse, and a one piece you don't need a blouse because it has sleeves on it. So a dress will cost anywhere between two and five hundred dollars. Some sometimes they'll come out with real fancy limited edition dresses that are more in the thousand dollar range. Definitely out of my reach. Um, <laughs> Uh, a blouse, a brand blouse, would also probably set you back another 150 to $175, depending how fancy the blouse is. Then you got your shoes, your socks or your tights, your petticoat, your, your hair accessories, your jewelry. Oh, a few hundred dollars easily. Like mm-hmm. a brand cord could probably cost you closer to 1000 So I, I like to find good deals on brand dresses on Lace Market. And then I'll go to um, more discount places, like I mentioned before, using a shopping service. So you can buy directly from from Asia. I think Lolita Biner is actually one of those like shopping services. If you set up with them, you can buy stuff directly from China and you'll get lower prices. So you can get blouses, accessories, shoes for real good prices. Nice. Yeah, no, those are definitely very helpful tips. And I feel like it's it's with any sort of hobby and venture and things like that. I mean, just depending on the brand and what you're trying to go for, the prices can vary drastically. But I think just being involved in the community and surrounding yourself with it and you know, talking to other like-minded people within the community or watching YouTube videos or what have you and figuring out your style, you eventually get an eye for it and are able to you know, seek out good deals or good values or something like that for it. So no, that's really cool. Now, is there uh, anything you want to plug for the listeners, your socials, great resources that you already haven't mentioned, etc.? I don't have anything for myself as far as my Lolita fashion goes. Sometimes I'll throw it up on my Instagram, but I haven't really kept that active lately. Gotcha. <laughs> but good places to start is YouTube. YouTube Lovely Lord has some excellent videos for those interested in the fashion, and she's so sweet about it. Like, she's a sweetheart. If you want a little more sass, then I would definitely uh, recommend watching Scarfing Scarves. I think she's got some some basic Lolita videos, too, but she's a lot more snarky about it. (laughs) But it's in a fun (laughs) way. It's in a fun way. Nice. No, that's awesome. And yeah, all great resources. And I'll definitely include all of them in the in the show notes once I put all this together. But yeah, seriously, once again, thank you so much for taking the time for this. I find the Lolita community very interesting. And I honestly didn't know what it was until I saw you posting about it on Facebook and Instagram and what have you. So I figured more people could benefit from knowing the history and your connection with it. And I find your passion for Lolita fashion inspiring. And I wish you all the best as you become more involved in the community. It's just a fun way to express myself and it's like my thing is I don't I think people should just embrace like their inner creativity through their fashion. I was like don't be afraid to step out in more than just jeans and a t-shirt. Just get creative. Oh yeah. You know? Life's short. Yeah, exactly. If I'm walking around looking like a big pink cupcake and getting the stairs, I feel like I'm doing something right because <laughs> I feel good. Exactly. No, I think those are wise words that anyone can live by is just embracing, you know, inner creativity through fashion and everything like that. And yeah, no, I, I agree completely. I um, <laughs> I feel like with working from home and everything, my wardrobe has just been a lot of, you know, pajama pants and joggers and things like that. But, uh, you know, when, when, when I go out and everything, I definitely like to throw some flair in there for sure. <laughs> flair is always good. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. But no, this is this is a ton of fun, and yeah, really eye-opening and inspiring to myself, and I'm sure all the listeners out there that didn't know much about Lolita fashion. So yeah, thank you again for taking the time for this. Of course, it was fun. All right, you take care. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the show. Links to all the resources Sammy outlined in our conversation can be found in the show notes. If you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review for Juxtapose Journeys wherever you stream your podcasts. Any feedback is always welcome and appreciated, and it helps the show reach more listeners. It also keeps new episodes coming out. If you're an entrepreneur, creator, or live an interesting lifestyle, Send an email to juxtaposedjourneys at gmail.com with a brief description for a chance to be featured in an upcoming episode. Or you can find Juxtaposed Journeys on Podmatch and request an interview that way. The Juxtaposed Journeys logo was designed by Darius Norwood. The website was designed by Elise Benner. And music has been provided by Young Pioneer. Final mixing and interviews are conducted by yours truly, Eric Spitz. Thank you for listening, and remember to never stop exploring.